Welcome to TLDR Game Series Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, and joining me today is Sean. Hi. Diana. Hey. And fellow gamer, Nick. Hey. Now, I think we need to do a little summary this time instead of just jumping into it. So, uh, I'm going to go into my best uh, introduction voice. So today on TLDR, we'll be talking about game gems, throwback game tracks, games going digital, back to designer's corner, throwback games, and we're going to close. How does that feel? That feels really good. I'd give that an 8 out of 10. I don't know. I mean, I could do better. You could. Yes. And you should. You could but I'm not. I think, yeah, yeah we're just going to keep you know, on going. Keep it raw. Keep just it go with that. All right. So game gems. What game gems are about are those little games that you find and you're like, I don't know. Should I buy this? Mm. And then you play it and it becomes fantastic. You just can't stop thinking about do it. Do you ask yourself, should I buy it? Because yeah, that's a problem with just buying it <laughs> yeah i know you do <laughs> are they all winners? we have half your collection here i know you do because i don't have room <laughs> oh thank you yeah thanks you're welcome are they fun the well we have we just have one of yours right now which one do you have by the way my game gem actually dungeon quest you son you of left a it bitch. here anyway so dungeon quest is definitely my my game gem <laughs> when uh when nick brought it over and explained it to me it sounded it sounds terrible mm-hmm. it is it's completely random. You you lay tiles down. You try to get to the center of the map to get the treasure from the dragon. That sounds amazing to me. But you usually die in the. First I guess turn. it it does sound fun. Oh, you're trying to crawl through the dungeon, get to the dragon, and it's competitive, and then, and then escape. Right? Really? It, is it competitive though? I mean, you, you can only have one winner. Really. I mean, it is competitive, but the you game. don't. You can't. There's no take that. You're not playing against each other. Um, you're just trying to survive. I got that game for 15 bucks on sale. That, it was That's a great price for that game. It's probably worth a little more than that. I mean, there's a lot of components, lots of tiles, lots of cards, some some cool-looking... Lots of death. Um, lots. Some, some cool-looking minis. The second time we played with you, Nick, was the time that on your very first action... You, that's right. You flipped over the bottomless pit... And... And failed, died. failed your role and died. I and that died was, my first that round. Was, that was the end of the game for you. Y'all offered. Y'all said, you know, you can get another hero. And, and I said, nope, those are the rules. I'm just going to sit here the, and watch y'all play a game because that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than watching someone play a game. That's, yeah, you know, that's the best. Yeah, he died in round, what, one. I died in, died in round three by going into the catacombs, finding Naga, running into a wall, knocking myself out. Yeah, you killed, yeah. You killed yourself. That was funny, though. <laughs> oh, no, no, At least you no. get to play the game. Smack! But there's no strategy or anything. No, not at all. I don't think I had any expectations. I read about it. You played it with us, didn't you? Yeah, you've played it. You I'm didn't sure like it, did you, Dan? I... It was entertaining. There you go. Yeah. It's worth 15 bucks? Absolutely. See? Definitely worth 15 bucks. It's... A good laugh is worth $15. Is it for everyone? No. No. <laughs> Definitely not. I could see... If you're looking for strategy, <clears throat> not your game. <laughs> if you're looking <clears throat> for a chance to win. No, it's, a, it's a good, like, end of the night game. You have, like, 30 minutes left or so before it's time to call it. It's about Dungeon Quest. We'll play a couple rounds. and I really feel like Clank stole from Dungeon Quest. Well, I mean, it took some ideas. I don't know about steal. I mean, didn't Dungeon technically, Quest come out in the 80s? I think so. But even in both games, you're stealing treasure, right? So... The spirit right. of Dungeon Quest is stealing from a dragon. Well, stealing treasure and then getting out before the timer runs out. Yeah, or before the before the the sun goes down and the door shuts, right? Or 
other way around uh either or well this yeah. yeah i think the sun goes down and then the door shut and you're stuck there forever i don't know forever. there's really not a lot of story involved in it <laughs> it's no. just a little pasted on timer but yeah that was a fun game i'm glad i did not think we would enjoy it i thought it'd be funny just to watch everyone die in the game <laughs> yeah it's not a game to take seriously really looking for a serious game don't play dungeon quest but it is it's fun though if you are looking for story my game gem is tales of arabian nights oh yeah <laughs> oh my god so again this is an, another older game where you pick the characters from tales of arabian nights and i typically am sinbad and you have alibaba who's the other characters aladdin's in oh, it. aladdin yeah aladdin uh I can't remember. Sherazadi. Yeah. I feel like there's five or six characters. One other female character. Yeah. Which yeah, is great. Because Diana was, was the female character. Yeah, there's, I think, two female characters. Sherazadi and uh, someone else. Yeah. So you get to pick your player, and then there's this big map. And you're like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and all you do is you have a, a starting quest that you're trying to complete. And you're trying to develop your destiny and your story. And as you're going towards your initial quest, you can have the potential to open up new quests, new storylines. It's a massive book mm-hmm. that has just how many different like over I'm gonna a thousand. Miss, I'm gonna miss. I think I think it's like two. Th- I, I it's in the, say it's, it's a lot. It's between in the it's between one and two thousand. It's like a significant number. Like this game again is not for everybody, but if you like to role play in a game. This is the game for you. Yeah, there's no... It's pretty random what happens, but there's no dice rolling. There's no strategy whatsoever no. in that game. But the, the options you can choose for for de- determining what you're going to do for your story that you've just unlocked, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can assault this beggar for no apparent reason. You can love a trap door. That's right. And see what happens. Yeah, I remember in my last game, I made it through uh, three or four turns... And then I became entranced, or I became I became someone's slave. Yeah, and that's how I played the rest of the game. The trying, rest of the game was trying, you trying. to, but at least I, you could move. You didn't get stuck by the troll who wanted you to dance like a puppet <laughs> like, for a whole entire. I, game. I don't remember if I can. Move. I don't. You can, you can move. I don't think I, can, I had control over my actions. Oh, then you must have got something else. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't somebody else was, was moving you, but you at least moved off that spot. For <laughs> the entire game, I was just sitting there trying to get my way out of this troll and I was, you know, being nice to the guard. Yeah, the, he liked the, he liked you. He he loved me, but he was like, but you're not going anywhere, but I love you. It's another game from it's an older game. Yeah. I want to say was it 90s, maybe even before that. I, I, you know, I'm going to misquote everything. This is Nick. Don't listen to anything I say. It's probably an act. I just broke our lives. <laughs> continue. continue. And then they just came out of the hole and it was crazy. And that's my story. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, who brought it back? Is it Fantasy Flight that brought that one back? I, no, it didn't come. I don't think it came back. I don't. It wasn't. Fan, I don't think. I don't know. Again, I don't know anything about this game <laughs> other than I bought it and we played it. Um, I don't remember who makes it. All right. Or distributes it. So Nick, what's your game, Jim? Mine is uh, is Dungeon Lords. That's a game that we've got to the table a couple of times. I think you guys played it once, maybe twice. I did. I played it once. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I, I the components caught me because it's very cartoony. But uh, his anytime you know, Vlada does his rule books. They're really really <laughs> funny and 
I spent more time reading the rules just because it was fun, but it also helped me learn it. But um, yeah, that game right there, that one's fun to me, where you build your little dungeon, you're a dungeon lord, and you're trying to get licensed because there's rules and regulations to be a dungeon lord. And uh, then each year, adventurers come in and destroy your creation. <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely the anti-dungeon crawler. It, it, yeah, it is. Well, I mean, no, there's dungeon crawling. You're just not in control of no, it. No, you're not. <laughs> you are watching pretty much helplessly as uh, these adventurers come through and tear up your creation that you just spent you know, 40 minutes uh, creating or however long. Um, I really enjoy that game. Yeah, it, it's really fun. Hard to teach, or it takes a while to teach. A lot, well, I mean, a lot of Vlada's games are that way. Yeah, they're but, hard I mean, to in teach. In his rule book, you know, he goes through step by step what you do. He does, and the, the he does no, and it reads like a little novel. But if you ever want to find a rule, you either make it up or do it next game <laughs> session because you're going to spend twenty minutes looking. That's yeah. true. I'm also dumb, so it can take people. <laughs> he, he, the average person maybe. No, 10 you minutes. just like to read every single page. I, I do, and that's tough for him because he, and yet he can't really read half the I rules. I can't. I went to mesquite schools. <laughs> 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 that's a joke for people in Dallas. Inside joke. It's not going to go over well. Probably not. All right, Diana. Do you have a game gem? Uh, I do. Uh, so I chose um, Exit the Game. We picked up the abandoned cabin version. Um, this was just a little, a little last minute grab when we were shopping at our local game store, and it's kind of like a little, I don't know, thirty minute legacy game, I guess. Um, but it was, it was actually a lot more enjoyable than I expected it to be. Yeah, it's like difficult. It is. Yeah, it took us... I wish I wish we could say that we finished it in 30 minutes. No, I think we were... But we did not. Going was, on an hour? It was over an hour. Yeah, just a little bit over I've an hour. I've never heard of this game. It's, uh, it's like an escape room in a box. I've so, never heard of an escape room. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, maybe... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure what you're trying to do. It's but a yeah. mind trick. Yeah, it's it's that was definitely fun. I mean, well, it took a lot of teamwork, um, which was cool. Um, I think four of us played this one. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of arguing. Well, yeah, trying to figure out you know what goes where. where Don't put the piece there. Yeah, it doesn't go there. That's pretty cool. That I, I mean, because I've always wanted to do an escape room, um, but didn't because believe it or not, I thought that it'd be too nerdy. Too nerdy. <laughs> yeah. And now you're doing a podcast talking about board games. Hey, don't call out my flaws. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never done an escape room either, but, I mean, that definitely sounds fun. It's yeah, probably list. the most I'll do in an escape room. Like, I don't think I want to do one. You don't? No, because I'll just feel dumb. Oh. I'll, like, but you'll like, be the part of a dumb group. But, yeah, you'll be with, <laughs> with a dumb group. <laughs> and I think I hear that they don't let you out if you're that dumb. It's just a way of calling the herd. You become part of the room. <laughs> you become part of the room. <laughs> just a skeleton in the corner. Oh, don't mind him. Just a prop. <laughs> All right, so that's our game gems. We're going to go into what's called throwback game tracks. What go- throwback game tracks are is where we were going through old board game commercials, and we couldn't remember ever seeing one in- for modern games. I think Manhattan Project has one, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, there's not really commercials for board games anymore. Yeah, it's not all on, not on yet, not on television. Right. I mean, anything you now find is like BGG. You know, finding reviews 
or you know yeah. you're going to YouTube to find the channel for someone who who's doing a live play or has a review on it how to play but no more fun commercials anymore so we decided we're gonna take the modern game and get it a little retro so here's one mm. uh sean did a fantastic job on it oh my, be- my beautiful voice you are going first here we go see you there Look at that big thing in the sky, it's a big red fiery ball. Ragnarok's coming for us soon, and it's gonna kill us all. Gather your clan and make a plan before the end of the age. Better watch out, cause if you fight, then Loki's gonna steal your rage. Let's play Blood Rage, let's play Blood Rage, I want to play Blood Rage. Come and play a game with me so Loki Loki can steal your rage. Blood Rage, not recommended for children under 13. Blood and Rage sold separately. Not recommended for people under period. No Vikings were harmed in the making of the song. Maybe one. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Now that's out out in the universe. We sounded miserable. No, that was... (laughs) I think we rival the Mormon Tabernacle Choir back there. (laughs) No, actually, I think... The sound that we were making was coming from the fact that we all suck at the game and Sean's so good at it. We all have all have lost to him. Yeah, but I've played it more than y'all. And that's a game that definitely favors people that have played it before. Yeah. And it has a terrible runaway winner problem. If like, I recall... It's not very balanced, but it is a lot of fun. It, no, it was fun. And if I recall, <clears throat> I lost, but I, I think I beat you... Yeah, you did beat me. And you were playing with us, weren't you? No, it was that Todd. One? I think Todd, Todd played with it at that time, yeah. Okay, so Todd came in second, I want to say. So it felt good to be But third I won by like 70 points. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, he just started playing Loki all the time, just taking all of our hand, our uh, glory, our rage, yeah, as I, it says hey, in there. I told all of you. Take Loki if you see him, because if you don't, I will. I had one card that was going to be really good in your Jurgersel, the tree. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Look it up. Don't question me. But I had one where I was going to wipe everybody out, and then remember we had that whole conversation about that one card. I don't remember. Oh yeah, the the order of operations on it. Yeah, there's eye or something. There's a Thor, like Thor's primacy. Is, something like that. Uh, it makes you play new cards, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Heimdall card that that says this happens before anything else. Yeah, but Mine, I think like, I think the that Thor card is the only one that happens before, before everything. The Heimdall card is like cancel all the text on a card or something. Right. That's what that Thor card is. That's when I lost. And that's what it was. <laughs> so he, that's, that's when whenever Nick... I stopped believing in Thor and Loki and that whole hokey religion. Yes, oh. it is hokey. Is it a religion? It is. Was not what? sure. <laughs> I've got a bunch as, of greased up as guardianism, men, like worshiping some gods and arm. You know, a end all battle. All right, That's so we exactly. have one. We have one more throwback, but we're gonna hold off to the end of this show to play it because we don't want to overload you with too much of our craziness. <laughs> the craziness. It's so crazy. <laughs> we'll be right back with our discussion on 
games going digital. Welcome back. <laughs> hey. Hey, long time no see. It's been so much fun. Yeah. So we're going to have a I'll, discussion. I'll put my pants back on. Oh, my God. Oh, I got comfortable. Sorry. A little too comfortable. We're, gonna... we're all family. No. Our discussion. T- <laughs> Do you not wear pants with your moms around? Hey, my family is loving and comfortable I mean, with each other. I mean, what kind of loving not are you loving, talking about? Not in quotations. This is illegal in 43 states. Yeah, well, I'm from Mesquite. <laughs> Sovereign nation of mesquite. (laughs) So we have a great discussion today, and it's about games going digital, where developers are now bringing their games into apps, where you can play on your phone, your tablet, Mm -hmm. uh, on the computer Mm -hmm. now. You know, you have Catan doing it, Mm -hmm. Through the Ages... Uh, Mad King Ludwig is doing it. I mean, pandemic. Pandemic. pandemic this t- war tickets to ride. Ticket yeah, there are a uh, ton of them. Car- 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 uh, Carcassonne. Thank you. Right. I, I don't know if that's how you say so it. So you have all these games now going digital, which I want to know is a helping or hurting the board game community. And what's your opinions about it? Hey, I would have never played Pandemic if I didn't drop the four ninety nine, nine ninety nine, whatever it was, the app. First time I played it was I don't I mean I don't think that it's hurting the the community in any ways um I mean as far as helping goes it's I think people are some people that aren't playing board games might give it a shot and that might you know make them want to play the actual board game um the only thing for me is that um the digital board games take away my favorite part of playing a board game and that's the the face-to-face human interaction and that for me that's that's like that's the top that's why i play board games they're fun but i wouldn't play them without that human interaction right and i think they're more supplemental the the digital stuff uh pandemic for example it it was it's fun for me to play i play by myself as sad as that sounds (laughs) oh saving the world i enjoyed it um, but yeah, it misses that element. So I feel like it supplements the game yeah, where you can play it on your own while you wait. If you know, say you really love pandemic, I don't know. You want to play it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on your Friday game night, you're, you're going to play pandemic with your friends. So it kind of fills that gap, a little, little stop gap. And it's not the same experience because I agree with you. Yeah, it's not a replacement. No, 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 not at all. I would agree with that though. I would say that the new game, um, that came out recently was Through the Ages on the app. Um, I hate that game. I love that game so much. And that's all you really do with it. I mean, yeah, you can you can play solo games, but it allows you to play with your friends. Yes, and it also allows you to make your other friends wait that you're <laughs> playing an actual board game with. Uh-huh. Wait, while wait. they're waiting Has on you. Has that happened? <laughs> what? Yes, it is definitely. How did happens. you guess? <laughs> when did that happen? The tone. Mm-hmm. The was it mood change? Was it, just was now? it a little heavy-handed? It um, got cooler in this room. Oh, that's good. It's a little warm in here, so. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I, I mean, but that's off. that's with anything. That that is that's not something that is unique to a board game on a phone. That that's anything that's distracting. It's just that right. Happens. I mean, but here I am getting to play two board games at once. 
even though me and the other person were still in the same room <laughs> playing this board game on our phones while playing with you guys. So well, that, but that that also playing? begs the question, right? So that's a great example, I think, of the problem with the, the the app games. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I like through the ages. I said I hate it. I, I hate it because I've never won once in a live game with people. Um, but it's faster. But, but what I is, have. But you shut up. It's true. <laughs> You've beaten me almost every time. But anyway, the whole distraction thing. You know, when you're playing board games in general, before we had all these apps, people, there's always been the an element of you're waiting for your turn so you're on your phone, right? You're texting or checking Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Where you are not haven't, like you said, Sean, that connection. So is, is it a problem? I, I feel like it's a bit of a distraction. If your phone's just in general, the board game, for the most part, uh, I'm guilty of it too, but it kind of irritates me. Well, it's, I mean, if you think about it like this, it's like two people at a, at a table with a group of other people and two of them are texting back and forth while sitting at the same table. They're alienating everybody else. Yeah. So it it can be very annoying in that regard. Um, and you I, don't feel as immersed. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, and I think you may feel the same thing. You're just not quite as immersed. And for me, whenever I'm playing a game... I like, I mean, I like the whole thematic stuff and everything, but I like being immersed in the game where we're all kind of paying attention to each other's moves and, and, and hanging out with each other. And I know people don't do it maliciously, but sure, it's, it's like texting in a movie theater. People notice you may not be doing it maliciously, mm-hmm. but it kind of distracts from the experience. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. You know, I see the apps really, it's for solo gaming. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the way it's, it's going to be. Uh, even though you can play, like I said, with Through the Ages with friends, you know, it's uh, not best to play with your gaming group. Um, I've, wait, yeah, wait, how, how did I've you pick got, up on that? <laughs> well, you can play with the your subtle gaming group. You can play with your gaming group. Just, just not the same night right. at the same moment. Like, it's, it's a great thing to have like on your lunch break at work. It is. You can spend your lunch break just relaxing, playing a game. You mean, or three days of playing a game? Hey. I was a slow Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Was a slow Saturday. (laughs) But also like apps like uh, Mansions of Madness, if we're talking apps. Oh, Like the app supplements to games. And I feel like Mansions of Madness, my own personal opinion, as great as it is to have everyone involved in the game and no keeper or whatever, playing the house, it kind of killed the element of of the tension. And and so, so as we're trying to make apps that facilitate and supplement games i feel like we're taking that human element out to a degree whereas if the game had just been designed where it was easy to manage you know live uh that wouldn't have ever had to been an issue so that game is specifically mansion of madness i never played the first edition but i heard that it was it was a beating to set up it was it was and i blame that on just the design itself sure it it didn't have to be how to improve it i don't know how to improve it but yeah it took a well, long time with, to with, set with up. With the digital app, right? And and I think that's what it is. You, you paint yourself into a corner, you have a great game, and now you have a great idea for an app, but then it takes that whole element out of someone trying to kill your characters right? Uh, and not going through like a, you know, a, a, a if-then situation digitally where the system takes over for you. I don't know. Like, for me, I love the supplement of the app. Mm-hmm. You know, for uh, Mansions of Madness. I hear with First Martians... It's a little bit overkill. But with Mansions, for me, I love it. it. It's just so great that I don't have to worry about what piece is going to be set up next. It's going to tell me about that. 
and then from there I can just be like okay here's a text and then like Diane and I we love to role play the stories out you know and that's what makes the game so much more fun is that anybody can read this text that's going on not just the you know life the active player and it just makes it a lot more fun that way and it's, co it's constantly randomizing where it takes a lot of the additional time out of the game yeah yes <laughs> I can't. I mean, I have no argument. I, I think it's got a good thing. It's got it's got its pros and cons, uh, but I, I feel like some of the cons are, are are because of execution and taking that human element out. Yeah. Well, no, Nick, knowing you personally, I know that you and the the one versus many games, you really like the role of the over. Like you like that Overlord role. I do. I do. I like. It's kind of like a, a lazy, or not a lazy, but a poor man's DMing. You know, you can sure. kind of yeah, craft a story, and you don't have to go gung ho and try to kill people. But yeah, I mean, that's what, I like it. The, so the last game we played like that was Imperial Assault. Imperial Assault. Um, which, I lost every game. <laughs> you did, but I, we should, I want to play that game more. That was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, but would an app help you in that? I mean, probably, yeah. For scorekeeping. If, yeah, the scorekeeping or having the layout on the board on your computer where we still can't see it. And they're like, okay, this just I happened. Think, uh, yes. So, yeah, I think that would be great. As, but keep the element that you're the, the keeper. You know, you're the, the one versus the many. So having that digital, I don't know, appendices or, or supplement would be great. But taking that element out, I, I don't think I'd have much interest in it anymore. I like humans. Sure. You know? I like most of them. I like most humans. Yes, yeah, most. It's... I like most humans in this room. I like about <laughs> half of the humans in this room. Is that including yourself or no? Mm, plead the fifth. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's I like fair. one person in this room. <laughs> including yourself? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. Well, I think that was fantastic, guys. Great discussion. Uh, we'll be right back with our Designer's Corner. Welcome to Designer's Corner. This is part one of our interview with game designer David Turton. With us today on Designer's Corner is David Twitzi. He is the designer of Anachrony along with some other games. David, how are you doing tonight? Very good, thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Um, so I... I'm, I'm assuming you've kind of you've kind of seen my name on social media a little bit. I'm pre I think every time that someone asks about new games or games that are in the top 100 or solo games to play, my response is always anachrony. Um, and, I mean, thank it's you just, very much for that. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Um, so just just getting into it, what what was your inspiration behind anachrony? Where did where did the idea for time travel and the the multi tiered worker placement come from? Uh, mechanically, 
uh, well, I'm, first of all, I'm a very latecomer to the board gamer scene. I think uh, I started in my late university years by Battlestar Galactica, and then one day went down to my friend local shop and like, so what's this worker placement thing I've been hearing about? And I think my first two games that that were like, whoa, this is something entirely different, was the Manhattan Project and then Tolkien. Oh, okay. And 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 looking back at it, I can definitely see how it seemed like a logical idea to progress from there. And then obviously many, many other things happened later, which is why now the game is nothing like either one of those. Uh, thematically, it was always a time travel game. At the time in late 2012, it was just before I left my home country. So I was still physically in the same place as my, with my redacted co-designer, uh, Mihai Vince. And we were, and redacted was his idea, which we then run with together. And after that, it was like natural that whenever either of us had uh, uh, an idea, it's like we, we we would talk to the other. And I, 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 for the life of mine, I can't remember which one of us said, "Let's make a time travel game." But we got back x weeks later, saying, "All right, what what time travel game should we make?" And he proposed a dungeon crawler-like puzzle game where you have to meet yourself and press the other side of the, the the button on the other side of the room to let yourself out of the problem. Kind of, you know, high-five your, your past self and let him run forward kind of thing. And I proposed uh, you have to use your future workers to build the time travel time machine in the past, which you then use to send the stuff back to the past to build said time machine. So for me, it was always an economical closed loop simulated through uh, a, a worker placement game. And, and I had many bad ideas until I got to one which was good enough to be played, but not good enough to be good. And then from then on, it was lots of lots of iteration and figuring out what's the one thing I need to keep and tossing everything else out. I think out of the first playable game to today's game, probably nothing survived. But from the second iteration onward, the the three tiered, uh, the 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 three special workers plus the genius, I think that that was one of the fairly early ideas. And then the big breakthrough was when I realized that uh, uh, time touring can be modeled uh, via uh, negative interest bank loans, and then. I just had to make it into a game once I had the mathematics laid out. Okay, yeah, I never, I never really thought about it as a negative interest bank loan, but now that you say that, it it, make, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Lots of people asked on BGG, did I paste a theme on bank loans? And no, it was always a time travel game, but for initially it was a betting game where it was like, okay, so this portal opens from the seventh round, and I receive these stuff. And then as the seventh round came closer and closer, everybody was like, ooh, we need to block that guy from taking the time machine action on the seventh round. Uh, so you could choose and take it in the sixth round and suffer a small penalty. But if you didn't send it back by the end of the seventh, then you suffered a large penalty. Right. But the problem was that the overhead worrying of when to do what turned into this whole scripted 
uh, thing that if you made one misstep or uh, and 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 be and to uh, this whole prediction to make sense, I needed to have a lot of rounds. So the game was insanely stupidly long, and and it just kept growing and growing and until. Uh, the, one friend of mine said, "Hey, why do you need us? You're the only one who understands what's happening anyway." So, so I was like, "Okay, then that means it's not a good game." And and I I think the next bit of inspiration came from Race for the Galaxy. Oh, I was yeah. like, "No way somebody can make this complicated game out of twelve cards." <laughs> what if instead of building fourteen different components into my time machine, I would just have cards that convert one thing into another and we play until somebody built six of those cards and 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 basically the game went down to a fifth of its size oh wow and i started building back from there and and that game wasn't a particularly interesting game but it was mechanically very smooth and all the core ideas of the final anachrony game were already in it okay was... and and uh, yeah was um, Anachrony always the title that you had planned on? No, with this game? it was Paradox Factory. Paradox Factory, okay. Uh, because uh, my original theme was, because the theme is, is all Mind Clash, and they're very good at that. Uh, so my original theme was that you're a startup company uh, trying to sell various inventions, but the only invention that works is your time machine. So you're, <laughs> you're, you're faking it by... by Taking externs to to build the the invention that you claim to have already invented, and send it back and sell it. All right, that's yeah, that's cool. So I I do have to say I I do like the name Anachrony more. Oh than, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Paradox the, that, Factory. That's 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 the, the the difference between a designer a designed game and a developed game. So so when I handed the game over to Mindclash, the workers were in it. The, the warping worked exactly like it works in the current one. Uh, well, like 90% like that in the current one. Uh, the costs of the buildings were on the buildings. Okay. And, uh, and the whole game was symmetrical. And, and they're probably what I think they're like mechanically obviously presentation and and theme they did wonders i'm not gonna mention all of those but mechanically uh, their two biggest contributions was uh, uh moving the price of the building from the building to the board because okay. mm -hmm. that turned it into an engine building game right before that it was a tableau building game where you picked which cards to put into your tableau and everybody put six cards into that tableau by the end of the game Whereas now it's you put as much as you want, but which one you put at which time depend decides how efficient it is. So that, that that was something that I immediately came on board and and for the next X iterations I was designing along those lines as well. And then the other one, which which really shows their thematic brilliance, which is why I really like working with them, is that the way I did the action counting originally. This we're talking about twenty. 14 here or 2015, I don't remember what the years look the same, is that you had six meeples, so you can visualize it, I call them action tokens. You had six meeples, you started every round with three of them. So this is like the uh, the, the the three exosuits you get in the first yeah, four yeah, but, okay. but, 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 but wait how they got the connection and which, which, which is what 
made me fall, fall in love with the theme. The, so what I said was you have these three action tokens. If you take an action token on the board, then if it's a main action, then you send out a worker with it and do the action. If it's a passing action, then you don't have to send out the worker and you get some money or free resource, which is basically, uh, yeah. And if you take an action on your tableau, then all the buildings on your tableau says plus one action. So you took one of your action tokens and your worker, you put it on your building, and then you got one of the, re the remaining three action tokens so that the remaining action tokens didn't change. And they were like, that's fine, but thematically it means nothing. Why, why am I gaining an action token? What is an action token? And that's when they presented the exosuit idea. And, and they said, instead of starting with three exosuits and you recharge it if you go to your base, why not decide at the beginning of the game, the beginning of the round, how many exosuits you're going to send out. Does have a little pre-planning phase. They love pre-planning. And, uh, and uh, instead of having passing actions where you don't have to place a worker to get money, for every exosuit that you don't use, you get money. And mathematically it does almost exactly what my original very well tested and very solid concept did but makes it make so much more thematic sense that it's 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 a better thing to explain to people right unless of course you're a side b of the path of domination right they don't get any they don't get any water Yes, the, the 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 B sides are all 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 their designs. Are, I'm I'm a symmetrical player, so which oh, is so, which is what, so which you, is why we ended up the sharing the the credit because they did design 35 percent of the game at least. Oh wow! It, so maybe maybe more, but so, but that that's because my original game was a lot smaller, and they wanted to beef it up to this epic awesomeness of awesomeness that it ended up being. That, yeah, it certainly is. Um, so you said you prefer side A over side B? I personally, like, I don't think side B is weaker or worse. I pre I personally prefer playing a symmetrical game. Like, I don't particularly enjoy games where you have to figure out what your side is best at and do that. Okay. And uh, to give a few examples, I would name uh, Cthulhu Wars or Terra Mystica or maybe even Eclipse if you mix in enough expansions. Uh, and these are all very good games, and I don't like playing them, and I admit that the problem is with me. Sure. So how, um, how do you go about deciding um, which, uh, which uh, clan you want to be, which faction you want to be, when you have to pick a, uh, a leader who has different evacuation conditions? Well, for me, it's easy. I always play yellow. So by, <laughs> okay. by default it would be progress, but okay. uh, but because uh, they changed the colors during development, I was originally salvation. I was the crazy time travel guy. Okay, so so the path of progress is your is your go to when you play these days. No, nah, no, nah, the, the oh. salvation. Is. Oh, salvation is okay. Because originally that was the yellow one, <laughs> because uh, because that was my favorite one at the time, so I made that the yellow one because I always play yellow. <laughs> and then during development, they somehow some I don't remember why or when, but they swapped the colors, and I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> cool. But so yeah, it's 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 certainly a different thing to have preference about a game where 
I made it happen, but but the nice thing is that this is truly a collaborative effort, and if I got it published with any other publisher, it would have lo- looked entirely different game. Well, I'm I, I'm sure I speak for a lot of people when I say yes. I'm glad you went with Mind Clash. Me too. Me yeah. too. I'm very, which is why I'm gonna go with Mind Clash at least once every few years when I have something, let's just say Mind Clash worthy, and 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 next year I will have one. So. What's uh so I I'm gonna I'm I of course you know I'm gonna ask what is what is your next mind clash worthy project that you uh, that you're working on? Well, I have a actually this year 2018. Yeah, anything that's after S and I call this year always. Sorry. Sure, that's fine. Bad habit. Uh, so basically, this year I'm gonna have two projects with uh, with mind clash. I don't know whether they plan to have one out by Essen and the other one kicks out after. I don't know. So don't ask me when it's coming to Kickstarter. That's the the, the poster they said said Q2 for the first and Q4 for the second. Okay. But obviously those are just preliminary numbers. The first project I have with Mind Clash is is absolutely a love passion project. It's a big box expansion for Tricarian. Okay. The reason I took an acronym to them is uh, they're from Hungary, but I met them after I left the country. Basically, when Redacted came out, uh, the aforementioned Mihai, my co-designer, uh, I asked him to, okay, so now we're these big designer dudes. And we were the first ones to have an international release in, in the Hungarian scene. And uh, I was like, hey, could you go down to the next big designer meetup uh, and, and see if any of the guys are worth talking to? Like, is there anybody not a complete amateur there? And 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 he sent me back saying, "Hey, you should talk to these Mindclash guys." And and Mindclash showed me Tricarian a month before they put it on Kickstarter. And I was like, uh, I didn't have time to play it. And I was like, if I get what you're saying, then this might be amazing. <laughs> and when I got the game, when the Kickstarter finished, and I played it, and it, and the only game I could compare it to was Dungeon Lords, which. I absolutely adore, mm. but it was easier to teach than Dungeon Lords, although still a three, four hour game. So the, the weight didn't get lost. And I was like, holy cow, this is a top 10 game for me. Wow. So when people ask me whether I prefer Tricarion or Anachrony, I always jokingly say I prefer Tricarion, but that's because one of them I had to play for work, whereas the other one I play because I want to. <laughs> so like, obviously don't... Uh, don't take it as a uh, what you call it as a berating of my own game. I, I love it and I'm proud of it. But I absolutely adore Tricarian. That's the thing. And and I, I was reading a thread on BGG saying, oh how cool it would be if there was an expansion for Tricarian. And the whole thread was full of terrible ideas, like truly terrible ideas. Like let's make another school. Um, dude, you know that. Uh, have you played Tricarian? I I have not. Oh, you're missing out. You should. I, I'm uh, actually looking at it right now on Board Game yeah, Geek. Yeah, it 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 has uh, token. It has square tokens where the four schools are in the four corners. So you can tell how awesome idea having a fifth school is, right? So yeah. So cause, you because we- of the, the the fifth corner of a square, right? Yes. Or 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 we need to introduce a completely new kind of 
token just for that fifth player, whereas every other player is almost completely symmetric other than their custom power. Sure. So it's like, okay, no. Then there were people who like add 20 more tricks to the deck. I'm like, you know that there are fixed a number of components and every component appears the equal number of times and uh, uh, spread across levels, schools, like in three dimension, like any dimension you look, it's equally distributed. It's like, if you add 20 more things to that, then something's going to go boom. And, 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 and I kept reading these, oh, wouldn't it be cool kind of ideas? And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, maybe, but probably no. And then it's like, okay, well, then how would I do an expansion for Tricarian? And, and then I did it because I was restless and, I, and there was another game I was struggling with. And I was like... Chuck it in the corner and okay, whatever. I'm just gonna design an expansion for to carry on for giggles. Wow. And on the second attempt, it worked. The first attempt was like I played the game exploiting all the expansion mechanisms, and the other two people didn't care, and 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 we tied. So it was balanced, but it was completely pointless. So on the second attempt, it was like everybody should care, and and it worked. And then for half a year, I was slowly. Hey guys, maybe should make a ticket ticket and experiment. Hey guys, uh, and then eventually I I fall. Yeah, we're back. Sorry about that. My router decided it needed a little little break. So That's it, fine. Anyway, I you were you, you were you were talking about how um you came up with the with the idea for Tricarian, I believe, was where we left off. Or yeah, the, for the expansion. And then eventually I had to walk up to Mindclash and say, remember how I was asking for permission to do a Tricarian expansion? Well, actually, I've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always a wonderful conversation to have with your pseudo-bosses. So, uh, and, and, and then they were like, mm, do we want somebody else to design an expansion for our game? And then on that same week, uh, I got authorization from Vlada Shatil to design an expansion for Tashkalar. Oh, so man. they were like, "Well, if you're good enough for Vlada, then I guess you're good enough for us." I mean, right? I mean, there's not there's not many bigger names in the than the gaming community than Vlada. Yes. And Tashkalar is the greatest game of all time. To take it from me, uh, and. Uh, and and then eventually they got around to playing it, and then suddenly all their doubts went away. It's like, yep, yep, we're doing this. And and this Essen they announced it, which is like like butterflies and and warm heart feeling for me because again it's a top ten game for me. So what was more exciting for you? Was it getting the green light for the Tricarian expansion or the opportunity of working with Vlada? What's I mean, what? How do you even compare that? That's that's not fair. Um, I'm sorry, but, but but the Touch Color expansion beats out everything. Oh, okay. I mean, because <laughs> that's my favorite game. That's that that is my number one favorite. Well, Mage Knight is my favorite game, but you don't get to play Mage Knight. You you get to play Touch Color. So, what do you mean you don't get to play Mage Knight? Like Mage Knight plays you? Is that is that, what you're the, that, that that's part of it too? Plus, it's like it's it's a. Uh, each game is what two to four, two to six hours, and sure. and and your opponent will start to play the proper rules about uh, from from about their third or fifth game onwards. It takes a so, while, yeah. Yes, sure. yes. The, these days, it 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 came down to, I these days I get to play what two or three games of Mage Knight in a year if I'm lucky. So whereas previously I would have played like like ten or twenty of it in a year, whereas Toshkala I still play once every two weeks so oh that's awesome not, not counting the hundreds of games i play online so yeah 
So do you do you have any plans of doing anything else with Anachrony? In the short term, no. Uh, the short answer is business because the game is doing well enough. Sure. No, I, mean, I just I just thought maybe in the back of your head you were do like, Do I have a plan? Know, I... Yes. I've designed three different modules for Anachrony and the guys will pick based on what they want, what makes a good product and what testing shows to be a good idea. I'm fairly confident in all my three ideas, but I'm sure that they have their own ideas and we'll, we'll meet in the middle. So that, that would be a total of six, mod six modules. No, 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 or... no. The current no. modules are not real expansions, none of them. Maybe maybe the Guardians I could categorize them as an expansion. But all the others, uh, mostly Doomsday and Pioneers, obviously, they right. are different flavors of the game. Yeah, sure. Okay, Guardians, that, that makes you sense. can tell that it was integrated into the base game from the get-go. We took it out because it's a thing that you don't need to get in order to play the game. Right. No, I agree. Pioneers, they proposed, I tried it out, I loved it, we put it into the game, it was in the game for seven months, and then we took it out because, again, it's a thing that you don't need. Right, yeah, that's my favorite. Um, that's my favorite one is Pioneers. The, the way I look at it is it's for player types. The base game is a straightforward worker placement game with two tricks, the morale system and the time travel system. Right. If you want more player interaction, you add the doomsday measure, the thingy, because then you have to really care when the other guy is going to the experiment action. Right. If you want more risk-reward, what some people call fun, then you add pioneers. If you want more engine building and you get annoyed when your worker placement spots get taken, <laughs> then Guardian. you add Guardians because right. Guardians makes the worker placement less critical, thus, by default, the engine building more critical. So, to me, these aren't really expansion modules. These are... You could play the game... You, Anachrony could be a more play, more interactive game, and that's Anachrony plus Doomsday. Anachrony could be a more adventuring game, that's Anachrony plus Pioneers. Anachrony can be a more of a build-your-own-engine game, in which case it's Anachrony plus Guardians. Whereas the expansions that I'm designing, at least two of the three, are closely integrated into the base game and are assumed to be always in. Same way as I'm doing the Tricarian expansion. The Tricarian expansion is not a new thing that you can do. It's a thing that everybody now does. And 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 the same. I uh, two of the three module uh, rule blocks that I'm I was gonna work on the Anachrony proper expansion in the future. Those are like this. They are fully integrated. Not not an optional side branch, but. To the an expansion to the core of the game. Cool. Well, I, I know it's probably going to be a while before we actually hear anything about those, but probably I'm... knowing the guys' schedules, if it appears to the public, like even just on an announcement or a or a Kickstarter campaign or whatever in 2019, that's the earliest. Yeah, that makes. sense. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a 2020 project. Yeah, I mean it's still sold out. You can't. You can't really find the game anywhere. Oh yeah, the third printing is coming in December, which is amazing to have continuous printings. That 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 is something which which is how I can tell that I have a few liked and successful games, but none of them do this continuous being sold out thing. 
and that's that's really a nice feeling to have. Uh, yeah. Uh, li- 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 little teaser. Uh, one of them is future. An acronym you can never manipulate the future in the base game. So I'm gonna give you ability to manipulate the future. And Whoa. then the other one is warping actions. So you can. It's it, and this is different than using your buildings no. to travel back warping in time. Warping an action in the in the in turn four, you build a building in turn one. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, I get the idea, kind of. I just, that's something I think I would need to see actually happening before I could really yeah. wrap yeah, my head that's... around it. But that's that's awesome. I, mean, I know. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Um, time, time travel is supposed to make your head hurt. It, it absolutely is. And I was, I was actually concerned that my, uh, my wife was going to hate your game because she doesn't like time travel. But the game was, it was too good. She didn't. She loves it. Thank so. you. Yeah. And every now and then somebody points out that you can win the game without time traveling. And my answer is, yes, you can, but why would you? Yeah, that's true. Um, the The first couple times that I played solo, um, I I time traveled a lot and I got my butt, I just got my butt kicked. And then another time I didn't time travel at all and I lost by a little bit less, but it wasn't nearly as fun. Um and and if you time travel well, then you score even more points. That's true. If you if you end up closing those paradoxes, you end up with a lot more points. That's that's for sure. David has plenty more to say, so tune into our full interview on episode two point five. Welcome back. All right, so we have another throwback game track. Oh, sorry. Got some gremlins up there. <laughs> As you recall, the, throw- <laughs> the throwback game track is about bringing an 80s element into a modern game. I hope you enjoy. This is our uh, one I did for us. It was beautiful. It was. Right? Touching. Very Be- touching. Beautiful. I mean, it's, it's touching. Stop touching him. It's Nick, touching. stop touching All him. All right, here we go. Here in Wolfsburg, creeping around, gathering hexes, not making the sound. Kick open the door and run inside, or you won't survive. Zombicide! Zombies! Zombies all over the town! Hacking and slashing and taking them down. Zombies! Zombies! It's getting dire! That's right, dragon fire. There's the exit. Go quick! Ow! I've been hit. There's an arrow on my back, and I don't know why. Wait, Steve? Oh no! I die. Zombicide. 
Some disassembly required. Double tap, 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 or die. Zombie front and zombie back, sold separately. Contains small parts of major chickens, dogs, cats, children, salamanders, rhinos, giraffes, lions, large men, small men, big women, spider monkeys, garden gnomes, monsters. I feel like I went a little B-52 over there with the rock lobster kind of. I mean, there's a little a little rock lobster in there. But, it was you know, great. You can take that, me that, to the love A rock lobster is actually something that might choke on one of those small pieces. That's right, it would. So It's very dangerous. Or just a rock. Or just the <laughs> rock might just, choke uh, The rock might choke. Or the rock. Oh, the rock Dwayne Johnson, piece. be careful. You Don't might, play this you, you might choke on zombicide pieces. Choke. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tease that dragon. I'm not threatening you. <laughs> I would never. His address is. You're too big. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's our show today. And I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back uh, next time with a new episode where we say different things in a different order. Ooh, fancy. Bye. Mm, bye-bye.